So yeah, like I was telling her, it was like, bitch. Fuck. It's, it's comedy. People won't get it. People yeah. get it. But, um, show. Let's just start like Rampage starts. Get right into the show. Because, like, soon as the, like, soon as the fucking intro was over, like, people were already in the ring. It was Triangle de la Morte versus Butcher Blade and Mark Quinn. I have no idea what happened to Isaiah Casper. Oh, he broke his rib because of Jeff Hardy. They started attacked. Okay, because like I, I thought that was a thing, but all right, but like, <laughs> yeah, because he's gone. And it they could had be a, both. That's the last thing I checked that happened. I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah. Like they had a six-man tag match. It was okay. Butcher Blade and them were doing Butcher Blade and them things. And the other two was doing things. It was like, it was like all right, this is an okay match. But of course, you know, Triangle of Dana Morte won. And then after the match, the lights go out. And a house of black guys show up. <laughs> and I don't I don't know why, but like I noticed this few like it stopped because of Phoenix getting hurt, and that's why they couldn't do it. But at the same time, it's like, eh, uh, I'm starting to not care. That's how I feel. At least it's not as bad as their feud with the Barcy Blondes, which is another thing. Yeah. That was bad. Yeah, I wish that would be over, too. So, then we had Sean Spears A.K.A. the Giant Killer. That is literally what they're calling him now. Okay. (laughs) I don't know why, but that's what they're calling him. He took on Bear Bronson. He beat him in a few seconds and then smashed him with the chair. He smashed him. I'm like, okay. That's setting up for him and Wardlow. That's good. That's awesome. That's fun. I mean, yeah. So then we had Tony Nice and Smart Mark Sterling. And Mark Sterling goes, I don't know why I'm in this tag match. I don't even have wrestling gear. And Tony Nice was like, Yeah, it really doesn't matter. He's like, we're gonna get this match and we're gonna win. He's like, but I he's like, shut up, Tony. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean not Tony. He's like, shut up, Mark. I'm like, okay. He's like, that, that, that was so dumb. But officially, the match is on the buy-in. It's not even on the show. It's on the buy-in. So, that's a thing. So, it doesn't even matter. I mean, it matters kind of, like, whatever. Not too many people know this, but Smart Merck's an actual wrestler, so. Yeah. I hope he wrestles in his, like, a suit. And that would be so weird and funny, though. It would be cool. That's what I actually think is going to happen. I hope so. So then we had Rijo versus Ruby Soho. This match was really good. And Ruby picked up the win. I was actually surprised. I was actually surprised. Was this part of the Owen? Yes, this is part of the Owen. Okay. I was really, like, I was really surprised. (laughs) 
So then we had a backstage that like it would be funny to some people, but not funny to me. So we had the ass boys in the acclaim. And Billy's like, all right, guys, we need to come up with some kind of weird hand gesture. And the ass boys is like, you know, I lift my hands up and didn't like point them down on my crotch. And Billy's like, no, not that. And so the acclaim goes, the scissoring thing? Uh, okay, we will go with that. And then he says, all right, we need a catchphrase. Okay. How about, I got two words. Billy's like, God damn it, won't you shut up? <laughs> so the acclaim goes, yo, 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 listen. He's like, yeah, I like that. And then he's like, all right, guys, I got something for you. You guys are going to have a match. On Dynamite? No. On Rampage? No. Next Monday on Elevation. I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm completely done. He literally said that. I was like, all right, I'm done. So then we get to the ring. We get Jade Cargill, Kiara Hogan, and Red Velvet. They go to the ring with Tony. And of course, Jay goes, Tony, shut the hell up. She's always doing that to Tony. And so Tony goes, listen, Red, um, Sheeta is not going to be able to be in a match. So, and they go, oh, well, she gets a bye. She gets a bye. And they're like, no, she's going to face Chris Statlander. And then Red Velvet gets a little sad because that used to be her friend. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, that's right. They were like a squad. Mm-hmm. With, um, what's your face? Um, the Jade, Layla Hirsch, I think, was? Mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah. who it was. I'm like, oh, that's cute. So then we get to the main event we're about to have, and we get Scorpio Sky and Kazarian talking backstage, and Scorp's like, Ethan... Dude, leave. He's like, because I just want to talk to Frankie because he's my friend. He's like, yo, I have nothing against you, man. But we're going to go out there. We're going to tear it up and make a better man win. He's like, all right, Scorp. So they're having this match. Like, throughout the match, they just keep showing Sammy and whatever his girlfriend's name is. Ty, whatever her name is. Yeah, Ty and Sammy. They're showing them, too. So it's like, okay, well... They're going to interfere. So the match is going. And then all of a sudden, Scorpio gets hit. Frankie Kazarian has him for the roll up. Dan Lambert shows up out of nowhere. And Dan Lambert's distracting the ref. So Dan Lambert. So Scorpio is. He's already beat. Like he's beat. Frankie Kazarian has him pinned. Dan Lambert distracts him. And so. The ref is distracted. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes Ethan Page with the other title. Bam! Knocked out Kazarian. Kazarian falls off, and Scorpio's like, oh shit, he fell off. I'm going to pick him up, and I'm going to hit him with my finisher. Match over. Bam! So he pins him. All right. Cool. So then Dan Lambert and them come in, and they're cutting the promo, talking about whatever. And... Scorpio's trying to help up Frankie Kazarian. He's like, yeah, come on, man. He's like, all right, match is over. 
Come on. And Frankie's like, no, get the fuck off me. He's like, no, dude, like, come on. Like, I'm trying to help you up. He's like, no, get the fuck off me. And Frankie's like, dude, what the f- Why? And he's like, Ethan Page, he hit me with the title. He hit me with the title. Like, dude, what are you talking about? And then Scorpio's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, you did that? He's asking the crowd. Everybody's like, no. Like, yeah, he did it. He fucking did it. He fucking did it. And he pushes Ethan. He's like, dude, what the fuck? He was like, yo, we're a team. What do you mean? I'm supposed to protect you at all costs. We're a team. I'm supposed to have your back. Like, what do you mean? And, like, Scorpio just, like, gets mad a little bit. And then, like, Ethan Page says something to him. And Scorpio just turns around and just, like, ducks Frankie Kazarian. And it's like, I I understand. And immediately people were like, I know this is like, oh, my God, they're, they're turning heel again. And, like, Scorpio just was a face. And now he's heel again. That's not what I took from it. Even though they beat up Frankie a little bit after the match, that's not what I took from it. And it's so funny that, like, they beat up Kazarian after the match. Sammy and Ty come in for the save. Everybody immediately boos. Like, they immediately boos. Like, the people who are supposed to save them, they just immediately like, boo, boo, fuck out of here. And it's like, it's so weird because it's like, they were supposed to get a pop, but like, everybody got booed in that situation. It was like, so nothing about this work because everybody just got booed. Like the fuck, basically. It was like it was actually really, it was really funny. But like, I got I'm a hundred percent not, and I've seen this online the same discourse in the feud. I'm a, not cheering for Sammy, even though Scorpio is a bad guy. For Sammy. Sammy's not getting any cheers. I mean, is he really the bad guy in that situation? Like, Sammy, like, and mind you, I'm a Sammy fan, whatever. It's to a certain point. He's kind of the douchebag in this situation. You mean his life? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's like... Like that's another thing that just makes the point just like, yeah, you fucking you fucking suck, dude. Yeah. And then it's like I don't know why they try to make Scorpio like, hey, he's he's also a bad guy. It's like, no, we're gonna cheer him because everybody hates Sammy and his annoying ass. Like that's the big thing. And like, Scorpio's not a douche in my life. So Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. So, Dominic and Rey Mysterio. Oh, that was in the rampage, guys. So don't worry. So Dominic <laughs> and Rey Mysterio. They're separated. And it looks like they're going to be separated going forward. And, like, I'm 100% down for that. The only problem is I really wish they would send Dom to NXT. 
like I 100% want him to go to NXT. That would help him. Yes. So that's a thing. So who's where? Do you know? So they're both going to be here because all right, this is what's going on. Ray is okay. still recovering from his injury. He's getting he's getting a surgery or whatever, stem cell surgery or whatever it is. He's getting healed up. He's going to be back. But Dom is supposed to come back and fight Veer, which I'm just like, I don't think that should happen. Dom should just basically go to fucking NXT. That would be fun. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. He's not ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. So, that's a thing. So, I want to touch on this thing because we didn't touch on it because it was part of, like, the whole WrestleMania backlash thing. We didn't touch on it. It was a commercial. It was a commercial. Cody Rhodes. I know a lot of people didn't even expect this, but, like, once they watched it, they felt... It felt weird. Like, it felt really weird. And I know you're like, okay, why did it feel weird? Because, like, okay, you think about him being an AEW. This is the type of AEW commercial that they would have cut in AEW. But this was a WWE commercial for Money in the Bank. And it's like, this, this feels weird. Like, it feels, like, out of place. It feels like this isn't be here on the show. But the only thing about it was, like, it just felt like, I don't know why. It felt, it felt big, but it just felt out of place. It felt like, you sure this is just an AEW commercial, but it's a Money in the Bank commercial. So, it was really funny because what he said at the end was like, the person who wins the Money in the Bank is going to be going to WrestleMania as champion. And the way that he said it was like, it made everybody immediately go, oh, they changed the rules for Money in the Bank. They changed the rules for Money in the Bank. Whoever wins is going to money and is going to WrestleMania's champion. It's like, no, that's not what it meant. It was a play on words. Like, and that's what pissed me off because it's like, okay, he said a chance to main event WrestleMania. And then like no but like if you listen to that in the wording and know what money in the bank is, it's literally you win. You can catch in any time, and a person could hold the title until then. You know what I mean? Yeah, or you could just like cash in there too. Like Exactly. Like that has like a bunch of meanings. Yeah, and it's like, what the fuck? So that's so that's that. Yeah. But like that is like uh, well what the fuck? Like you know, it is what it is. Like, I don't know who's winning the money in the bank because I don't, they haven't even picked out who is going to be in money in the bank. But I do know who WrestleMania matches is. And like, we literally said it the night, we, we said it months before WrestleMania fucking last one. We told you what the main events are going to be for fucking. WrestleMania 39. We said it. We said it going into this. was like, yeah, this is how it's going to play out, and this is how we get to WrestleMania 39. 
We said it's gonna be it's gonna be a year away, but this is it. This is these are the matches. These are the two big matches that's already set in stone. And everybody was like, Well, how do you guys know? How do you guys know? Wait, how do you know that they're set in stone? It's like duck. These are completely set in stone. Like they, they haven't been moved and chiseled or burnt down. They're completely set in stone. So the the matches as follows are Rock versus Roman and Becky versus Rhonda. And it's like, Doug, I said that. Mm. I fucking said that. I said that going into Rumble, when they decided, oh, we're going to change it and have Rhonda versus Charlotte, I was like, okay, well, then they're holding this off for a year. I don't want to wait a year. And I've, I've been saying that. And we were expecting The Rock to come out at the end of the match and go, oh, shit, Rock's here and spark that controversy but they didn't do it they're trying to hold off on it to make things like official but it's like it's already out there it's there it's right there we said it and we meant it that's what's happening at Wrestlemania yeah it's like everything like everything was leading up to this event and it's like if you don't see that it's leading up to that it's like you're crazy yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't it. yeah, it's like it's so much. Even fucking Becky is getting is pushing Rhonda on social media now. She's like in her Instagram mentions, like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey," poking the shit out of her. Like, go chill. Like, we know it's coming. We know it's coming. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's the thing. So yeah. So how do you feel about that? Oh, like I'm the one that thought of fucking Rock versus Roman like a while back. What was like two wrestling years ago? Mm-hmm. Like a while ago. So like yes. I'm I'm belated about that. They're finally fucking putting trigger on that. Becky mm-hmm. versus um Ronda, I'm interested how that like how they're gonna do that shit. You know, go back to that. They have history. Listen, I'm 100%. I don't give a fuck about it. I don't give a fuck about it. Because, like, I know Rhonda is good at whatever she does. Good for her. She's good. Great. All right, cool. I'm not... I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of Rhonda. I'm sorry. I'm not. I know people are like, oh, man, I'm a great fan. I'm a big fan. I'm not. I'm not. I'm sorry. No, I was saying it more for like um, Becky's benefit. That's the no. That's the thing because like, okay, this is what's going to happen, and I can tell you right now, going into this, Becky is going to carry ninety percent of the hype for that match. And there's something that happens with Becky when she's carrying a match. It's like she starts carrying a match and going like, okay, I got this. I, I can carry this whole entire program and she winds up carrying a program and they forget how to make Becky important and she's like oh now she's just a comedy act trying to still be tough and it's like no that's not that's not how Becky badass is because like when she starts like when she starts falling into the trope of like the comedy portion of selling a program it's like 
that's not the big time Bex, the man, the person that we all fell in love with. It's not that. It's like a watered down version. Like if she comes in and keeps that same energy she had when she was going into WrestleMania 35, like, no, I'm that bitch. And I need to show you that I'm that bitch. And I'm coming to fuck you up. If she brings that energy, then it, then she'll sell the match. Like she'll sell the match from her perspective alone, not from Ronda, but from her alone. Yeah. But she needs to come in here as the good guy. She can't come in here as a bad guy. She needs to come in here as the good guy. And I don't know if they're gonna turn Ronda by then, but like, if they turn Ronda, that'll be fine. But good guy Bex. Like when she's on fire and she's angry and she's like straight up like this is a fight this is that that's it like you you're selling the pay per view you're selling the whole entire pay per view you're getting me interested in something I really don't care about that's it that's it yeah I agree with you um but with Ronda like it we can hurt both of them because Ronda even though like I agree with you and the bunch of other people that said she's not that great but she's better as a heel mm-hmm. whatever she gets is better as a heel mm-hmm. to make her a fucking heel mm-hmm. it's for make her a face that, that's her bread and butter you know what I'm saying you know, people are gonna love her regardless so just just do it yeah cause like if you keep these two the way that they are going into the WrestleMania 39 everybody's just gonna be like dude what the fuck like what is this shit you change them back to their normal perspective, everybody's gonna be like, yes. Yes. It's still gonna work to a point, but it's gonna be all because mm-hmm. of Becky, but it's still gonna feel off. But it's it's gonna work yeah. with Becky. Yeah, if it's, if it's not Becky, then it's nobody. She, like, yeah. She sells the whole thing. Yeah. But it's gonna be better if they invert them. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. That's what needs to happen. As you would say, chef's kiss. Yes. So, okay. This is like, all right, so it's so much to this and like, I kind of don't want to talk about it, but at the same time, I do want to talk about it. Like, all right. Okay, um, I'm gonna start off with this one thing that I'm glad that the borders are open. I'm glad that people can go wherever they want to go. I'm glad this stuff can happen because for the first time in a long time, we've had the press conference for tournaments in New Japan. And if you know anything about them, you would know that they are just like some of the funnest things. Because you have a bunch of wrestlers that are just like mostly Japanese wrestlers and sometimes Americans and like people from other places. It's like, all right, yeah, like we always see them wrestle, but you've never seen them get dressed up, like dressed up with like complete suits and like look like fucking movie stars just for this press conference, just, just to sit down and talk to each one of them and ask you questions. It is like it is like the most beautiful thing that 
I love when they do that. It's like when they do it for the G1 and the best of Super Juniors. It's like so beautiful because it's like these guys get so dressed up and they're just like they're styling and profiling. You're like, oh my god, this is so great. And one of my favorite parts is when they go outside and take the picture with the trophy, and it's like this is big, beautiful field. And all of the guys are there, and the trophies in the middle, and they have them all huddled up. And it's like these guys are some beautiful men. These are beautiful men. I love that. And I know somebody's like, "Wait, what about the women? Like, you don't talk about stardom like that, dude." I don't think you've ever seen a stardom press conference because every stardom press conference, the women are just dripped the fuck out. It's like. Do y'all have bad days when y'all do this? It's like, come on. And let's not talk about the fucking Cinderella thing. Like, once they, once they do the Cinderella thing, it's like, they're literally dressed in Cinderella ball gowns. It's like, Doug, it's like, fucking stardom just like, God damn, Doug. It's like, every fucking one is great. And speak, speaking of stardom, like, one of my favorites, like, when... I was watching it and she showed up like she totally stole my fucking attention. Her name is Kigetsu. And well, I have to get her pronouns right. His name is Kigetsu. So his name is Kigetsu. And he showed up and was just like the most dominant motherfucker ever. And just like, yo, I'm taking over a Wado tie. It's he took over Wado tie and just beat the shit out of everybody. And was just so great. Just so great. And it's just like, oh my God, him and Hana. And just like, it was like, this is so great. This is so great. They, the dance routines, everything. And then after some time, Kigetsu was like, eh, you know what? I'm retired. I'm done. So today we get something and I was like, huh? Because I saw it. I was like, Kigetsu, Kigetsu, Kigetsu. And everybody's like, oh, thank you, Kigetsu. Thank you. I'm like, yo, he retired already. What, what are you talking about? Like, you can't thank somebody that's already retired. And then, then you read the, you read the transcript because it's translated from English to Japanese. And it's like, today, Kigetsu officially retired. I'm like, yeah, all right. Now he's retired already. And will now be fighting under the name, like, Wait, you're fighting under your real name? And you're coming back? I was like, oh, this, this is great. This is fucking great. I was like, oh, this is fucking great. It's fucking great. So now, like, yeah, it's, it's more fun for me to watch stardom. That's great. That is fucking awesome. That's interesting. Yes. And what's also interesting is Ibushi. He's very fucking interesting. Very fucking interesting. And I'm just going to say this. And I know people are going to get mad at me because I'm saying this. But I hate AEW fans. And I know you're like, you already say that. No, no, no. I have a reason to hate AEW fans. I have a reason to hate AEW fans. And I'm going to tell you why. So just go with me on this. I hate you because... This man is going through turmoil or strife with New Japan or himself or somebody. He's going through it with somebody. And he's having this and he's talking about, I'm done with New Japan. I'm this. 
everybody immediately is like, you should come to AEW, you should come to AEW. They'll treat you right. Come to AEW. And it's like, first off, he doesn't want to come and live in the United States. I'm sorry. Like, that's not something he actually wants to do. And that's from him directly. He said this many times. He's like, yeah, I don't want to live in the, in the United States. I'm sorry. I'm, he's like, I'll visit. I just don't want to live there. He doesn't like to travel. No, he, he doesn't want to live here. He doesn't want to live here. He'll come here for a match or two. He doesn't want to live here. He doesn't think America's cool. He's like, eh, whatever. And it's not like, oh, he thinks everything's bad. It's like, this dude just doesn't have like a, oh, I like this or I hate this. It's just like, eh, whatever, who cares? He just has a who cares attitude. So he doesn't want to be here. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, now what do you do? So, like, from what he's saying, he's angry at not getting paid. He's angry at the way that they were trying to rush him back. He's angry at them telling him he can't wrestle certain places. And he is just angry to the point where he just started leaking text messages, started saying things, and putting so much out there. And everybody was like, oh, well, yeah, he's, he's going to do this. But it's like, all right, relax. Like, that's not what's happening. Like, for me, it's like, I don't, I'm not putting stock into him leaving even though he aired his grievance and like they're trying to work it out with him and they're trying to fix it. It's like he just aired his grievance. I don't know like and stuff keeps coming out and like he keeps going, he keeps going, he won't stop talking. And it's like I don't know where this is going like and people who are like oh this is a work it's like First off, it's not a work. They can turn it into a work. This is completely 100% legit. But at the same time, I think he is at the point where he's like, I don't want to be tied down to this contract. I don't feel happy here. I would rather just be a freelancer and just be able to do whatever I want, which he was, which he was before this. And New Japan was like, no, we want you to wrestle here. And they treated him like a big star. But at the same time, he's like, I don't know if I really want to do this because before he signed a major contract with New Japan, he was literally a freelancer and was like, I'm going to start my own school. And everybody was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm going to start my own school, my own wrestling school. Are you going to train people? No, it's going to be like a wrestling promotion. So you're starting your own promotion. No, it's a school. But a school trains people. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I, we kind of see that. We kind of say, we, we saw that. And that's what it was. But now it's to the point where it's like, I feel like he's been shackled too much with like corporate ties, and he's like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. And like, I'm not disagreeing with him. And the reason I say like, I feel like this could be worked into something, and this could be worked into more, is because out of nowhere, Kenny just tweeted some tweet, and I'm like, huh? And like. A bunch of people, like, everybody under the tweet was like, oh, we love you too, Kenny. We wish you would be back. And, like, the 10 or 12 people who who ran into it just like I ran into it was like, oh, this is deeper than that. Because what he said was something along the lines of whatever it was, it was like a subtle, slight nod reference to Golden Lovers talk the way that they talk when they communicate and when they say stuff 
it was like a little slight nod. And like, if you've never witnessed Kenny Omega doing tweets and like referencing the Golden Lovers, you wouldn't, like the words wouldn't vibrate with you where you'd be like, hmm? And it was it was written in Japanese too. So it was like that was another thing that made you go, hmm? Like, wait, what? Like this this is golden lovers talk. Like this isn't just anything. This is just golden lovers talk. It's like, hmm. Like it just like it just got me to go, hmm. I know somebody's gonna be like, well, he's gonna be a forbidden door. I'm pretty like I'm almost to the point where I could almost guarantee that Kenny is gonna be a forbidden door and even though Coda is going through what he's going through, I'm pretty sure Kenny can get him to come through the Forbidden Door. Like, he can definitely get him to come through the Forbidden Door. And I'm just like, I'm okay with it because that's a match that I really want because of the end of the story. But at the same time, I'm like, whatever the fuck is wrong with Coda, I hope it's just you hyping this shit up so people will think you're not coming to Forbidden Door. And then you show up at Forbidden Door and you and Kenny either have your match or you team up or whatever. There's something with you and Kenny and we get to have the Golden Lovers thing and that's it. And leave it like that. Would be interesting. It would be. And I hope like, like I said, I really hope we could just like wash away all of this ugliness of what's happening with Coda yelling at New Japan reps for not paying him, for being sleazy slime balls, for cheating on their wives, for being in gangs and fucking rushing him back, threatening his career. I wish all of that could be wiped away. And I know somebody's like, why are you protecting your favorite promotion? That's very fucked up. Yeah, but you guys do it every fucking week with AEW and WWE, like you guys, to defend them the tooth and nail. Like I don't give a fuck what you guys do. I'm gonna, I'm not defending this company. I'm just saying, if this can be salvaged, it can. We can, we can move, we can move past this. Hopefully, we move past this and just get, get on with it because it's goddamn crazy. But I hope we can get past it. Even if you were defending them, that you're right. Like they fucking do do they shit to their companies all the time, so. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> if I know. Like I know, I know what you're saying. You're not defending it or whatever. Like that's clear. But even if you were, who cares? <laughs> so, do you have any questions on the matter at hand? No, like that sounded clear to me. You know that, like it sounded clear, but like there's still questions. You know, man. That you actually addressed, so like I have nothing else to add with that. Okay, you sure? You sure? No more questions? No, cause like nothing else to add. No. Okay. Because yeah. that is a very weird and complex state that you know it is very deep and weird. We have to face. Like, keep your eye on. Yeah. So yeah, that that's the thing. So um, that leads us into SmackDown. Yes, sir. And it was a show that started off with 
RK bro. I always want to say rated RK bro, but that's not it. Instead of whole fucking Miz and Morrison like trope. Like yes. You can't have one without the other. <laughs> and it's funny because rated RKO was like only like a six month thing. But still, it, like it, it was popular. <laughs> yeah, it was super popular. It was super popular because it had two of the best people at the same time. As a tag team, because immediately when it happened, I was just like, why? Why? They're a tag team. There's no need for this. I mean, they're singles wrestlers. There's no need for this. They shouldn't be doing tag team stuff. What is happening? I didn't like that. And then they were good. Mm-hmm. They were real good. They were, they were one of my favorite tag teams. One of my favorite people that they put together as tag teams. Yep. But yeah, we have RK Bro. And they're out here and they're saying, we're challenging the Usos. We're going to challenge the Usos. And the Usos need to come out here right now. But the representative for the tribal chief, Samuel Zenon, shows up and he says, hey, I'm out here and fuck you guys. If you guys can beat me, then you can get your match with the Usos. And Randy goes, okay, you versus Riddle right now. Okay. Mm, uh, no. No, it's not happening. And Sammy tries to go to the back, and Adam Pierce is like, no, Sammy, that's actually a really good idea. We're going to put you versus Matt Riddle right now. Uh, okay. So they have the match, and for some reason, Sammy's wearing a Bloodline shirt because he really thinks he's part of the Bloodline. And he beats the shit out of Matt Riddle. He beats the shit out of Matt Riddle, but Matt comes back and Matt wins. And then they show Roman and the Usos, and they're like, they're angry. Like, they honestly don't have to abide by that stipulation because they didn't make it, so they don't have to abide by it. Yeah, like, um, Pierce basically said, like, uh, uh, Sammy doesn't have the authority to do that. Mm-hmm. But, like, he, he's going to make the match regardless. But mm-hmm. the match was basically just because. Yes. So after the match, Sammy's going to look for Roman. And he bumps in the Nakamura. And Nakamura said, you're not the head of the table. You're the table's ass. <laughs> Am I the only one that thought that it made no sense? It didn't, but like it was really funny because it didn't make any sense. That's just the funny part. <laughs> So then we had the new women's champion, Ronda Rousey, come out and say, I'm the champ. I'm going to be the fighting champ. I'm going to defend my title. Whoever wants the title, Max, come on, step up. And who steps up? Raquel Rodriguez. And it's like, what? Like, why? Why Why is it this person? Like, yeah. seriously, what? The internet enjoyed that match, right? Right? Yeah. The funny part about this is, like, Raquel whooped Ronda's ass. Like, she was fucking her up. She was throwing her around. She was beating the shit out of her. But Ronda rolled her up and got the one, two, three. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, Ronda wins. Raquel is standing there and Ronda shakes her hand. I knew Ronda wasn't going to lose, but, like, it was really funny. So... Would have been funny. Yeah, it would have been. 
So we're in the back and we see Shotzi. And Shotzi's like, yo, Raquel pushed me out of the way to get her title shot. Yo, it should have been me. And then Aaliyah's like, you locked me in a corner. I'm like, I should have been there. And Shotzi's like, no, you get the fuck out of here because I'm talking to Adam. And they start arguing and Adam Pierce can't figure out what to do. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, all right. I'm glad to see Shotzi that they actually remember she exists. That's good. Like, I was I really like, I hope she does. I really do. So, then we had Kayla. Kayla's out here and she's talking to Mad Crap. And she's like, Mad Crap, you two had a match on Backlash and you won. I didn't even remember they had a match, but glad right. she said it. And she's like, Yeah, you won. And then, like, she just howls really loud. Ah! And then we're like, what? What? And then, bam! Mad Crap gets hit in the back with a chair. And then Bartender Cabron comes in, beats the shit out of him. And then he pilmanizes his neck with the statue. He puts the chair on his neck and slams it with the statue. 500 pound statue on his neck. And then he laughs at him and leaves. So here's the thing that pissed me off and made me laugh at the same time. But that that happened. Happened. Go ahead. No, no, you can ask me right after this. That happened, guys. Then we had a three-minute commercial break, recap and all. They still <laughs> put this son of a bitch in the goddamn ambulance. Son <laughs> of a fucking bitch. And then they come back. They're still rolling him to the back. And then Bartender Cabron makes a joke. And it's like, who cares? But go on, you ask me. He says, like, his joke was something that, to the effect of, like, he's going to the hospital. Yeah. None at but all. Yeah. None. Was this the worst ever, like, of Pilmanize you've ever saw, or you've seen worse? Because I ask you because you watch more wrestling than me. <laughs> okay, this was literally the worst. Like, this was the worst because it didn't, like, it looked and felt worse than anything anybody could have done. Because I've seen people do it on legs. I've seen people do it on... Like, I've seen people throw other people on the pilmanized leg or, like, the pilmanized body part. And it's like, oh, oh. Like, it's like, damn, that, that looks bad. This looks extremely worse because it looks like it actually... looks like it actually worked. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that's... That's the thing. I agree with that totally because it looked like the fucking like chair acrylic folds on his fucking neck, like like it snapped it. Mm-hmm. Like we gotta figure out the trick to that. <laughs> yes. So then we had Sasha and Naomi versus Natty and Shayna. This was a good. Yeah, this should have been a pay per view. This was a really good match. Really good match. Yes. Nat- Natty even countered the finisher when Sasha went for like the rolling thing. Like Natty just turned right around a clothesline there. Like, oh shit. Like, like didn't expect you to fucking counter that. Okay. Yeah, it was a really good match. And the Boston Glow won. So now they're still tag team champs. 
this was a segment. It was really funny. So Drew Gulak's in the back, and Ricochet's there, Intercontinental Champion. And they talk, and Ricochet's hyping Drew up. He's like, yeah, dude. Like, you can do anything you want. You put your mind to it. And Drew goes, you know what? I'm going to confront Walter when I see him. It's like, a Gunther. Got to get his name right. I'm going to confront him when I see him. He walks right around the corner. He sees Gunther. Gunther walks over to him, slams him against the wall, rips his shirt off. Cacao! Right through the chest. So, yeah. About the name thing? Your words? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Walter, Gunther, Willy Wonka. I don't care what they call him. <laughs> yeah, but he hit him right through his chest. He was like, cacao. Just cacao. Through the chest. Yeah, that's a shit. Yeah. His soul went through that door, by the way. Not now. <laughs> right? Shit. That was fun. Right. So, then we had Butch versus Kofi. The match is going on, and Butch beats Kofi. We're like, okay, cool. Butch beats Kofi. Butch gets out the ring and just starts running through the crowd. Why? For the love of God, why? Uh, uh, He was gone. He was gone. Butch was gone. But then Seamus and Ridge Holland wind up walking up the ramp and they're like, the fuck is this guy? And then Butch comes from the other side of the crowd and grabs their hands and like everybody celebrates. Yeah. So then we get, yeah, then we get to the back. Sammy is trying to explain to Paul Heyman everything he did and how he's trying to be good for the team. And Paul says, you know what? We respect that. And then Paul leaves him outside. And Sammy was like, I just want to come in the room. Like, no, that's okay, Sammy. Like, that's like Sammy and the bloodline have been very entertaining. They've been very entertaining. Like Sammy did make a good point, though. What? Like he was basically, Randy and Riddle disrespected SmackDown and type of disrespecting Roman in the bloodline and the Usos. They respected SmackDown as a whole. No one else did anything about it, and he did. So, you know. Exactly. He kind of deserves credit for that. Exactly. So that part and then Roman the Usos come out and they say hey we're out here y'all got beef with us come find us so of course RK Bro showed up they're there they say we want the titles let's unify these bitches and the Usos said not tonight next week so they agreed to it. And I literally thought Randy was gonna hit Roman with the RK bro. But Riddle need Roman right in the face, knock him damn near out. <laughs> and I, I just no one saw it coming. No one saw it coming. Here's the funny part about that, right? Mm-hmm. 
it still looks to me like it's going to be Randy versus Roman. And I know people are like, how? Riddle just hit him with the knee. The way that Roman was angry, next week that they have the fucking tag match, Roman is going to get in there and cost RK bro that match. Roman is going to smash Riddle. Like, not even just a little bit, smash Riddle. He's going to smash Riddle. And he's just going to beat Riddle till Riddle can't move. And Randy's going to lose Riddle. Because that's his best friend, Randy's going to do everything he can to fuck Roman up. And that's going to lead yeah. to their match on the cell. If, if, that's, if that's where it's going, where I think it is, I think that's exactly how this is going to happen. That's how it's going to play out. It makes sense. Yeah, it's definitely going to play out that way. It will make Randy mad enough to like go for it. You know what I mean? Right now he's having fun and doesn't give a shit. Like and his mm-hmm. best friend, he doesn't. So yeah, that's that's gonna be fun. Yeah. Like if they don't go there, I'm gonna be a little bit sad, but at the same time, I'll be like, eh, well, who cares? <laughs> But then, how do we get there? Then, like, it, it's gonna be Randy. Like, but how? I mean, that's the thing, because like a lot of people keep forgetting, Roman has multiple suitors for this title. Is you still have Nakamura, who still keeps talking shit and says, "I'm gonna beat Roman up." So if Nakamura still talking shit, then if Randy gets in the mix, you have Randy talking shit, and then you're gonna have Bob Lash talking shit. Like, so that's three people right there. And then you still have to go back to Drew after a while. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, that's four people. And like, that's not, that's not including the pulling in of the Cody or whoever men's money in the bank, which is probably going to be Cody. So it's the same person. But you still have so many people lined up and people still to this day keep saying, they don't have any challengers lined up for Roman. They don't have any challengers lined up for Roman. I just named you a bunch of challengers for Roman. And especially in if, wait, if he smashes Riddle the way that he's supposed to smash Riddle, like completely dog shit smashes Riddle and Riddle's out and Randy has to save him, we have now Riddle versus Roman. I was thinking so, that too. So now you have all of this shit back to back to back to back to back and it's like the people who don't see this is like what I don't get it so exactly yeah so another thing I want to talk about is like well that was the end of Smackdown by the way so another thing I want to talk about is like people who are talking about MJF not being champion this year. It's like you're out of your mind. Like MJF is going to be champion very soon, sooner than you think. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know people are like, well, how do you get there? It's like he's teased it so many times that like this is like this is completely a hundred percent thing. If CM Punk loses that title, I mean, CM Punk loses that match, 
and Hangman keeps that title, MJF's taking that title. MJF's 100% taking that title from Hangman. Like, there's no doubt about it. He's taking that title from Hangman at All Out. I'm calling it right now. If Punk loses, if Punk loses, 100%, 100%, MJF is taking the title. I could see the other way around, too. Like, if Punk actually wins the title, which I doubt it. Like, MJF going to be him, too. Typically, like, you know, Punk will get the win back. Because, you know, fucking MJF is AEW we're talking about here. And they do things. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, that's the only thing. Like, I don't think they would hot potato, like, from Punk to MJF. I don't think they would do that. Because it's yeah. like, oh, we're just... Title, oh, the title from here. Oh, the title from here. Oh, the title from here. And it's like, instead of doing that, you have somebody straight up lose and then you move it to MJF. Because, yeah. like, and I know everybody's like, well, MJF's gonna leave, so why would they put the title on him? You still have to remember, they can offer him so much money that he's just like, nah, fuck it up, sir. I know he really wants to go, but like, they might offer him a shit ton of money where he's like, yeah, fuck it, I'll say. Was it not Lee supposed to leave that be? That, no, that's not, no, that's not an example because Ali is still supposed to leave because his contract is up 2024. So he's stuck here. So that's why he's not going anywhere. He was, he was a smart one to go. Yo, my contract isn't up for two years. I mean, if I keep staying home, they could decide to freeze my contract. Which means when it's time for me to leave, I won't be able to leave because I'll be stuck here because they froze my contract because I wanted to sit home. Oh, yeah. They do do that. <laughs> so instead of doing that, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. All right. Okay. So yeah, that's that's how that's gonna work. But like, yeah, for those people who's like MJF's definitely not getting the title, definitely getting the title before the end of the year. Like, it would be a sh- if we go into twenty twenty three and MJF's still not champion. Fuck around and they give the word though before they get them. I, I don't want that to happen, but like it. It could be stupid and they could do it, but like, nope. 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 I'd rather MJF have it, but you never know. Yeah, because like, the people who I see being champions like next is MJF, Adam Cole sometime down the line. And those are the only two that I can see straight up that are earmarked for the title. It's like, Hmm. These are champions, and they're going to be champions sometime before the end of whatever the hell's happening. So, I see Jungle Boy around maybe twenty twenty. Oh yeah, him, him too. But like, I don't see him being champion in the next like for a while. Yeah, that's why I said twenty twenty four. Yeah, he'll probably get the TNT title before then. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. The person who signed AEW to Turner 
is no longer with Turner. And everybody immediately is like, okay, you might be right. You might be right. They might not be staying on Turner. And it's like, it looked it looked that way until they was like, oh, we're going to have AEW at the upfronts. And the upfronts are like a big thing where they like they put out for their cables like, oh, this is what we have. Look, here you go, blah, blah, blah. So that was like, okay, well, maybe they're still on. But what CM Punk said resonated with me because I've been saying this for months and it seems like he just listened to me and was like, all right, I'm just going to tell the world exactly what you've been saying. That streaming is the way of the future and more wrestling companies should think about going to streaming instead of just catering to cable companies. And I'm like, exactly, exactly. Like, that is 100% better. That's 100% better. So, yeah. I'm all, like, I'm all with Punk. And this whole Turner thing is like, I don't know how this is settled. Like, I don't know how this is settling because, like, yes, there are, like, there's a couple of years before the renegotiations in 2024. Yes, everything can turn around. But, like I said, like, fucking the Discovery Warner movement, like, merging together, shit is getting murdered left, right, and center. And it's just like, you never know if they just decide to go, all right, well... When the contract runs out, goodbye, AEW. Like, you don't know if they could do that. Like, there's been long-running shows that they have, like, totally eviscerated in just, like, the blink of an eye. Like, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. Just because they got here and said, hey, this this is not working for me. Boom. Movies that were just about to get started. Boom, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. Literally everything. Nothing. Riverdale will always survive. Never die. It will never die. In the flash for now. Flash next season is the last season. As I said, for I now. Wish, <laughs> I wish people would stop saying how good the flash is. Like, oh my god, the, the flash is so good. The flash peaked two seasons ago. Like, I know somebody's gonna say, "Well, the pandemic messed it up." No, it peaked before the pandemic. Like when they went into the pandemic, it was like oh, this is worse than what we thought. And it just kept getting bad. And it just kept getting bad. And then it just kept getting bad. Then the next season was like completely worse. And then I just stopped. And then it was over. Then it was over. I stopped watching it. For me, it was over. There was nothing There was nothing to do with it. Honestly, I stopped watching like around season three. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. religious. But it was like, the story was like still good still good and then like it just went into like this weird ass just like we don't know how to make it cool again and we're just gonna tell some dumb ass stories and it was like why cause season 5 like think of like season 5 or 6 and it was like yeah let's throw everything out the fucking window and it just was like it's not even a cool superhero movie anymore it's like it's supposed to be a cool superhero show with like regular basic ass stuff and it's like because uh, Flash used to be the shit now it's like shit and it's nothing against the, it's nothing against the actors the actors are great all of the actors are great 
great. Gustin is great. Everybody's great. It's just like, yeah, you know, we should just like really just can that show, please. Grant Gustin, one hundred percent. I want him to be in the fucking movie. So he should. Ezra Miller just punched like seven other people in Hawaii for no goddamn reason. <laughs> he's, he's like we like they need to they need to lock them up. They need to lock them up. They are just a fucking menace. Mm-hmm. Ezra Miller is a fucking menace. They need to be thrown in jail, and that's it. They should never see the light of day. They should never be able to walk in the streets because they are menaces. Like, dude, literally, like literally, two months ago, they was on fucking. They was in Hawaii, and they just decided. You know what? I'm just gonna punch somebody. Bam! And people was like, "What the hell?" So they arrested him for a week. Came right back out, punched his family. Like I lied to you not. If you look this up, they literally punched the family. Ezra Miller punched the family of just like people because they got mad. And it's like, okay, okay. Then that was a month ago. Right back at it. They punching people to get in Hawaii. First off, get them out of Hawaii. Get them out of Hawaii. Please. The longer you leave Ezra Miller in Hawaii, the longer they will keep punching people. Get them out of Hawaii. Is that what based on? Like he, he lived there, right? They don't live there. They don't live there. They actually live in fucking like I don't even know if they I think they live in California. I think they live in oh. California. Like, what the fuck? Like, there was one time they got on for video and they challenged the KKK to a fight. I don't know why. Don't ask. Don't ask. They, they literally challenged the KKK. Yeah, I was like, why did they do that? And they just like, nope. We want to fight the KKK. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Then they went to Hawaii and just started punching people for fun. It's like, Oh, you, you gotta lock them up. They gotta get locked up. Yep. Do that. But yeah, um... Yeah, we, we don't have any more wrestling news. You've seen how we fucking went to that shit. But like, yeah, um... <laughs> You're welcome, people. Yeah, so, um... Any last words? I got nothing. Put Ezra Miller in jail, though. I agree.